there's a particular urgency sometimes that we have caught up in our culture that if we think someone is wrong, that we must do something about it and we must do something about it immediately. Welcome to the Inspiro podcast, a podcast exploring personal growth, leadership, strategy, communication, and fulfillment. We are your hosts, Jason Luchtefeld and Bill Woodburn. I'm here as a dentist transitioning into a career to help facilitate individuals and their organizations towards a more fulfilling future. Hi there, I'm Bill Woodburn, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist in Austin, Texas. I'm fascinated by the way people come together to solve problems, whether that's couples or families, dental practices or organizations. We're going to be exploring a lot of topics, and for us to be able to be free to do that, I have to let you know that this is not intended to be dental advice or counseling advice. Maybe you could, as you say, accept people as people you have a relationship with that are important to you, and you can work out the ideas later. Yeah, so I I think that is one of the hardest pieces of this. A number of difficult Mm -hmm. topics here, I think, with Mm -hmm. uh, the climate today in social media, even in person-to-person interactions, where we have extreme responses to ideas. And it's leading to hatred, violence, um, friendships breaking up over over ideas rather than the people. And my guess is, and you can help me here, that there's a space or a gray area where it's important that we try to differentiate those things. There also comes a point, and this could be an individualized thing based on core values or something like that, where somebody's idea does get that severe. Hmm. So there could be ideas that can invalidate a relationship. And it's important to figure out what those are for you. Wow, wonderful topic. No, one of the things I think you're right, Jason, is um, particularly in podcasts, social media, whatever, there are these strange rules that have grown up where it's all based on challenging other people's ideas as right and wrong and that there's no space to hold an idea to examine it or look at it or look around behind it or it's it's all very immediate very fast very extreme and as you were talking I realized that's that's kind of the rules of the podcast I listen to Hmm. Hmm. it gets traction it gets eyeballs. Sure. And maybe ours won't because we're not going to be screaming at each other about right and wrong all the time. So I think that's a another little avenue of this idea of right, wrong thinking and validation. If we have something that we are perceiving ourselves getting heated, we're in a discussion with somebody and 
we're finding we want to be right and the other person's wrong. What's something we could do? What 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 is a what could I do if I'm finding myself in that situation where all of a sudden I'm I'm sweating and I, my voice is going an octave higher and I'm my blood pressure is creeping up and how do I how do I come down from that? How how do I segue a conversation away from that heated right wrongness to bring it back to a place that it can still be a constructive conversation of differing views, but still respects that person across from me as a person. I like to think of this as uh, three things I'm trying to do with my head, my heart, and my body. The first one with my head is just to be able to recognize that somehow here I've gotten into a competition with this person. Just recognizing that all of a sudden it's become very important for me to win, very important for me to outdo them somehow. And again, just recognize that it's like, oh, wait a minute. I'm in some ways I'm no longer talking about the topic. I'm I'm maneuvering and trying to win. Second is much more emotional, much more heart-based. I like to ask myself, what am I scared of? If I'm urgently trying to win with someone I have a relationship with, how have they threatened me? Have I made up a story about them? Or have they done something that I've interpreted? But there's an interpretation going on here. It's a very emotionally laden interpretation. I need to check that. I could be right. Sometimes our gut instincts are right, but sometimes our gut instincts are wrong. So I need to check that. And then the last is physical body. I need to calm myself down physically. You know, it is hard to fight your body when your body keeps urgently sending signals that it feels under attack or is ready for a fight. It's just going to automatically gear up for that. And it can send very important signals through your entire system that you need to fight and you need to win and you need to prevail. I mean, that's what we're built to do. So again, my intellect, take a look at the situation. Am I competing, competing here? Is it really that important that I win? Emotions? Wait a minute. How have they scared me? How have that, how have I now become somebody who's defending himself? And then physically, how can I just calm my body down at this moment? That's good. Thanks, Bill. Here we get into then also the idea of seeking in a conversation to try to understand what the other person is saying instead of getting them to understand us. And it's about taking responsibility. So what, what you just explained to me was that I need to take responsibility for myself in a conversation. And I'm not responsible for the other person, except for in trying to understand what they are saying, what they're trying to get across. Again, brings us back to the idea of validation. If we go into that conversation trying to keep monitoring ourselves for what's going on and adjusting as needed to try to facilitate the conversation, 
in that process, we're also creating validation. That feels good to me. With that, I think there's also the idea of how we communicate that and saying things to the person to acknowledge that we understand them. It's the idea in a conversation of um, listening to respond versus reload. Too often, I find myself doing it even when we're having this casual conversation about this idea that you're talking and I'm starting to process what you're saying, that I'm also thinking, okay, what do I need to say next to that versus how do I interpret what you're saying? And I'm constantly in that battle with myself to reframe that and try to make it so that I can participate in the conversation, not dominate the conversation. Oh, yes. Thank you for that. That's, that's such an important point. Another important point that you made was that that sense that the threat may be that we're feeling may be that we are expecting to be invalidated. See, if we have moved this from a sharing of ideas to a competition of ideas, to a competition of who's most valid, then someone's got to win and someone's got to lose. And we have moved the stakes from, okay, I'm listening to something that I don't particularly agree with. And, you know, maybe I've lost three minutes. I could have been doing something else to, oh my gosh, this guy is going to take away my sense of worth, my sense of, of power and efficacy in the world will just be gone if this other person wins. Okay. Now that's a, th a threat. Mm -hmm. So that. We plan on doing a whole episode on the idea of power structures in relationships, but that's exactly what you're speaking to. It sounds like is. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah so the, the idea that if you threaten someone's sense of self worth, they have got to fight you. Mm -hmm. That's that's there. Everything in people's minds and lives will scream out that they have to reestablish that they are worth something. Yeah, so if I'm tying myself, my self-worth to an idea that I hold and you are challenging that idea, then I'm taking that as a personal attack, not attack on my idea. And let me suggest a couple of things. One that you led up to so nicely. There are two techniques you can always use. One is to just learn to slow conversations down. I know that in a dental practice, things move really fast. So for important, emotionally laden conversations that may get into the area of, of validating or hearing ideas that you're not sure of, do those at times when you can listen thoroughly and then pause and collect your thoughts and then speak. Once that's part of a culture in a team, that, okay, so after work, there are no patients here. We don't have to rush. We do need to understand each other. We're both going to slow down. When you stop speaking, then I'll think about what I'm, my reaction to what you just said, and I'll assemble it, and, and you will give me a pause. But that's okay. That's, that's part of what we're expecting now to really help. The other is 
you know, that sense of being able to repeat back to someone what they said. It sounds so simple. And when I first heard it decades ago, I thought it can't be this simple. It, you know, it is um, being able to at least reflect back the high points of the other person and what they said. Um, the challenge there is sometimes you have to repeat things you don't agree with. And that's part of the discipline. Can I repeat back to them that I have thoroughly, that I understood their point. I even understood their argument for the point. That takes a lot of the hostile emotions out of the argument. Something I think I learned from you and Bob was to start that with what I heard you say was, and there's two pieces there that I think are really important that you said. One is repeating back what you heard. So the words that were used are important, but also summarizing it in a way that demonstrates that you understand the intention as well. Because I think you touched on this in our last episode, we don't always use the same words for the same ideas, nouns, <laughs> um, emotions. We could be talking about the exact same thing using different words and turning it into a heated argument because we haven't acknowledged the intention as well as definitions of things. Absolutely. The other person that other thing that I need to acknowledge often is that I don't understand the other person that I've heard what they said and I can accurately repeat that. But sometimes I just have to fess up and say, but when you said, use the word respect or you use the word personal balance, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Mm -hmm. Not in a hostile way, but admitting that, that I, I don't read minds. I'm, I'm lost. I need more information. A whole bunch of the couples that come into my office as a counselor, um, about half the arguments I witness are really about the definition or misdefinition or misunderstanding of a word or two. There you go. Episode three in the bag. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you were taking notes. I think that one was packed full of suggestions, mostly from Bill. Things you can do to enhance your own communication and that communication you have with family, friends, and then also your team and how to develop an amazing culture of communication in your office. Until next time. 